Hey, everybody, welcome in to The Wrap, the Lions draft edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black here, the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. <laughs> yes, round one in the books. And as expected, the Lions did not find a dance partner, and they held tight, and they took Jeff Okuda, the cornerback from Ohio State. Everyone knows that, and everyone knows what a great player he is and tough tackler, excellent addition to a team like the 49ers, where he would have been a great fit on the 49ers. For us, we just swapped basically Darius Slay for him. Well, Justin, He's cheaper and younger. Justin Rogers said it, though, man. It, if, if this is the end for Quinn and Patricia, you get a kid that can hit, true football player. He's about football. He's a lot. He is a true lockdown corner. Yeah. But again, back to your point now, is Lions fans, you're left saying like that would have been a hell of a thing to pair yeah. with Slay. Yeah. Now all you've done is just replace the asset. With, so basically your first round is just to break even. Correct. Like we came into the draft mm-hmm. down 500. I agree. Like we're not up. Everybody's like, and that's why Lions fans are like, okay, great. We just got a sleigh to replace a sleigh, that's, it's that's like not starting, winning. It's like starting Jeopardy at, yes. at minus 500. And so I'll take remember, 500 right yep. here, Alex. So remember what I was You're telling even. you, the most important thing for me was that they get multiple picks in the first round. That that was the only thing, anything anything less than that for me, I thought would be a lose. Or an extra pick anywhere, second, third, fourth round. And I know bodies, everyone. man. It's and I bodies. Remember, I remember people were saying, bodies. yo, you got to get you got to get quality. You've got to get that. That's remember Kenny Brown. Yeah. You, that's like a lottery pick. Freddie says it. That's yes. a lottery yes, pick. Yes, it is. But you need to get more for that pick. You're and three, I think yes. I think yes. they asked for too much. Don't tell me that no one dealt with them. We're gonna have Michael Rothstein on here uh, from ESPN. He covers the Lions. Remember, remember what I told you, right? Of the the like the Lions now. So Jeff Okuda becomes the highest the highest selection at defensive back in the last twenty years. Yeah. Now. Denzel Ward was four. Still don't. Still jury still out. But let's go with this. Um, Jalen Ramsey five. Peterson, future Hall of Famer, yeah. five. But still, what what is their magnitude? Jalen Ramsey's not even with the team that drafted him. Right. And Peterson in Arizona, where's the where's the Super Bowl since he's been there? Where's the where's the crazy like lockdown? That's not a defensive football team. Nope. When you draft somebody that high, they have they had better be. The face of your franchise, or some type of something that's gonna gonna anchor it all or bring it all together, and and when you take DBs that high, man, it's just you know I'm still looking at the, the last twenty years. Revis at four, I still go back to Revis at fourteen, Malcolm Jenkins at, at uh at fourteen, uh, NFL champions. Yeah, Revis yeah. at fourteen now looks like a steal if you go back at that draft. Man, for more on the Lions picks, a guy that was uh, probably on that Lions call, Michael Rothstein from ESPN covers the Lions for us, a good friend of ours. How are you, Mike? You're on with Maz and Clarence. Uh, hey, hey, how you doing? Just from hearing that, I have a feeling it's going to be a very fun phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like them, man. I know uh, everyone I like likes them. Too, them. We man. all like them. I, I like them, too. I just feel, I feel a little empty. We're and breaking I, even. I feel a little empty but, still. But, but here's the thing, right? Like, realistically, Okay, and I, I, I spent way too much time last night having this conversation on, on Twitter. I and, know you did. I was watching you. And, 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 I mean, there was one person <laughs> who said that they should have, the Lions should have given up a third or a fourth to trade down. Like, this <laughs> well, is right. what I was dealing well, with that's silly. the night. I mean, that's silly. Like, which, yeah, I mean, right. come on. Like, all right. so here's the thing. They, 
they've had conversations. And what happened, I think, was, and where I think a lot of, so much of this got twisted, was Bob Quinn was very open. I would like to trade down. Well, here's the thing. They had conversations with a bunch of teams. But if a team is not going to actually give you an offer, because uh, from hearing, Clarence, what you were saying before, that you thought they paid too much and, or that they were asking for too much, Bob Quinn said he did not have an offer from a team. So a team, that means a team didn't even throw out, like, a kind of whatever offer of, like, hey, well, a first and a fifth. Like, based off of everything I've heard, like, that hasn't, that didn't even happen. So it, to me, it was Miami and the Chargers probably looked at the board because all these teams talk, all these teams know what's going on. They're all very like, no one's getting hoodwinked here, right? Like, that's just not happening. Like, there's too much information, too much out there, and especially when it comes to Miami, because Bob Quinn and Brian Flores know each other. They, they go back a ways, right? So you look at those things and you say, okay, well, what, what, what players were they going looking to get? They were looking to get Tua, and they were looking to get Herbert. Well, guess what? Both teams got the quarterbacks they wanted by not moving. So why would they trade if they thought that was more than likely the possibility of what was going to happen? So for all of you who are so angry that, like, the Lions didn't get anything by trading back, well, if there was no offer to take, you can't get mad at it. That's like me getting mad that, like, I couldn't get $400 cheaper of a plane ticket because that wasn't an offer. Like, you can only accept an offer that you're that exists. Okay. All right, like, but they kind of dropped their pants, Mike. They an offer out of thin air. Well, Mike, they dropped their pants. They, uh, they, they get rid of Slay, and they... And they trade, they sign a free agent backup quarterback. That kind of lays their hand out, and they say we're sticking with Stafford for for forever. That kind of laid their hands out. I don't think they played poker very well. But but okay, fine. So all right, let's use that because I heard that a lot too. Let's take those two things. Right, first the trading of Darius Slay. Like you were moving Darius Slay regardless. So you want to move Darius Slay when you get the best value for Darius Slay. And that was, frankly, I mean, you can argue that it might have actually been at the trade deadline last year, but they held on to him. Clearly wasn't, there. there it was just not going to get mended. It was not contractually going to work out. So you move him and you move him when you already, the thing of the line is, it's not like they moved him and then had nothing. They signed Desmond Trufant, which, listen, Desmond Trufant, not as good as Darius Slay. Let's just start there. But it's not like he's, a average NFL corner. He's better than average as far as an NFL as far as NFL corners go. He's made a Pro Bowl before. So what they did was once they secured at least like a fact reasonable facsimile of what maybe Slay would have been, that's when they moved Darius Slay. But by holding Darius Slay and then having Trufant after, all you're doing potentially is driving down the value you can get back for Darius Slay. Because, like, what what are you going to do there? Imagine if they had traded. Let's just play complete devil's advocate here. Imagine if they had traded three and slay for six and a couple of picks. Can you imagine what fans would be like then? <laughs> Come on. Like, that, like, they got what they could for slay when they could. And as far as the backup quarterback situation goes, if you are not going to take a backup quarterback, like, literally, that's not your plan in the first round, and you saw what happened last year, isn't it? 
on you as a general manager to make sure you have a better backup quarterback situation than you had last year, which was not good by any stretch of the imagination. And that's exactly what they went out and did. Like, what if they didn't do that and then their backup, then let's just say, for instance, they didn't take Tua like they, like they weren't going to. And then all of a sudden they don't get a backup quarterback until the third, fourth, fifth round. Then, then Matthew Stafford gets hurt and misses four games. Well, now you're throwing a rookie in there with no experience, with no spring, with who knows what we're going to get as far as training camp goes, and then you're expecting that guy to win your ballgame. Come on. I mean, that's just not realistic, especially in a season where you need to win games and you need to be competitive. Because, by the way, that Matthew Stafford injured excuse that they theoretically could use, that's out the window because that got you, that got cashed in last year. So they had to sign a backup quarterback, and Chase Daniel was – the guy that they wanted to go after. Now, you can say, well, there are good quarterbacks out there now, but Cam Newton's not coming here. Like, he's not coming here as a backup quarterback. Jameis probably has to come here as a backup quarterback because those guys are going to look for situations where they could potentially win the starting job. That isn't going to happen in Detroit, especially if they went and then drafted somebody. Like, that's just not going to happen. So you had to understand where they were. Like, what you, you can't just go all in to create a bluff to maybe get an extra draft pick or two. Like, think about the logic on that. Like, that's, that's insane to, to mortgage what you are trying to build just so maybe you have a chance to get a draft pick. Because what happens if they did all those things, they don't sign them, they keep like, and I saw some people say they should draft two and then trade them to hold them ransom for the Dolphins. <laughs> when does that ever happen in the NFL? All right, like, Mike. Okay. Come on. I mean, those, okay. those scenarios just don't make any sense to me because then what happens if you still can't trade back, so you still take Jeff Okuda, then you're out of backup quarterback, you're, you're in a weird position in your secondary, and then what? All right, Mike, so let's ask it this way. If – no, if, so don't argue with no, 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 I'm not. I'm just, no, I'm going to ask him this question. No, I want to ask him this question. And I saw. So let's say I'm I'm okay with I am okay with Okuda because in in hearing his the kid can play football. We like him. I think I, yes, like him. I, yeah. I think I think it's at three. And look, he highest look highest selected D back in 20 years at three. Denzel Ward was four. Got it. I get it. Would this draft? Because this is the this is really the question. Would this draft have been different? If they weren't on the hot seat, meaning was were the were the teams that did not deal with them reluctant to deal with them, almost as a byproduct of the fact that they know they're on the hot seat and kind of desperate, like they have to win. Maybe, this year. maybe, but I think that 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 just speaks to the situation. That doesn't speak to the. Right, I, I think yeah, it's a different it's a different situation if this is Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia's first year, right or. It's their fifth or sixth year, and they had gone to the playoffs three times. Stafford gets hurt, so they, they crater, right? You have that bad year. We've seen that happen with teams where there's some security. That's a different situation, and maybe they take Tua in those situations, but you're also looking at much different scenarios there where you just I, – I, I just don't – but that's just not what the reality that they lived in, and, and I don't think you can – you can kind of do that. That's like cherry-picking arguments. Michael Rothstein joins us, ESPN Lions beat. All right, how about tonight? Uh, pick number 35, so they are third on the clock. Where do they go tonight? Do they take a running back, get a wide receiver, tackle, guard? Where are they going? I mean, I think they could go any any, any and all of the above. Um, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, it's. I think they have a lot of different options here. And 
and there are a lot of good players. It, I know this is going to anger some people, but <laughs> it would not shock me if they tried to trade if they ended up trading back tonight. Oh, because it's a different scenario tonight. Right? So say you're able to trade back four spots tonight and pick up an extra third or something like that. That's a big win. Sure. You know, because it so it would not shock me if they trade back tonight because I think the that that differentiator as far as tier of player, right? Like is much small is much larger tonight. Like there's more players in tier X, Y, and Z tonight that are similarly graded than there was last night where the Lions take it three. So all of that said, I mean, it would not shock me if they went edge rusher or defensive tackle with pick 35, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they went running back or receiver or guard at, or tackle, I guess, if, and then maybe kick my tie inside at 35. I, those are the five positions that I think you'll see the Lions really address here over the next, oh, tonight and then maybe early tomorrow. Maybe depending on value plays, you see a quarterback slip in there which, you know, goes back to what we were just talking about, but it's a different situation at three as a franchise guy than a third, fourth rounder that you're fine developing for a couple of years. So I think there's a bunch of ways they can go. To me, if A.J. Pence is on the board, Mm -hmm. that's very attractive. If DeAndre Swift is on the board, that's very attractive. If J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor are on the board, and listen, at least one of those players or two of those players based on where they're picking is going to be on the board, right? Right. Those four guys are very attractive, and then you've got a couple of other guys like the Davidson kid from Auburn that could really fit as well. Maybe Josh Uche, although I would think he maybe, with the way that the board kind of went, maybe he falls back, and maybe you can even snag him in the third round, which would be good value. And that's the other thing they'll maybe look at with this second-round pick is where is there still a surplus of, of maybe similarly talented players where you don't have to worry necessarily if you don't get guy X, because there's going to be a guy like that guy at in the early in the third, and you can make that selection then. So that's something to watch All as right. well, which is why maybe you could see an edge or a defensive tackle go at 35, because I think there's still a lot of good running backs, and we only saw one go off the board, and that was at 32. I think a lot will tonight, but I don't know whether the Lions would do that at 35, but I would think that maybe they come at it tonight with a running back or a wide receiver, well, at least one of the two, and then maybe the other one they pick up in the fourth round early on Saturday. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network said uh, they talked to Jalen Hurts a couple of times. They had him in the, in the uh, Senior Bowl as well. Is that a live pick? Maybe. I, I, sure. I mean, I, I don't know if they would take him at 35. To me, that's a little high for him. But – Sure. I mean, if he's there in the third round and that's the best value they think that's out there, I could see them making that pick. I, I, at this point, I, I still think maybe you're looking at day three for a quarterback. But, sure, I can see them go to right. take Jalen Hurts. Uh, and you take him in the third. You take him in the second round, I think it's, it's similar to the situation you had with Tua slash Herbert last night where you do wonder, like, well, okay, this player is definitely not playing this year, maybe they're not even playing next year, and you need to win, and you have a lot of holes on your roster. Was that the best value play? But late third, <laughs> sure. I, if Jalen Hurts is there in the late third round, and the Lions want to take him, that would make a lot of sense to me. To only if because only because like at some point you do need to take a quarterback more than likely, even though you resign, even though you sign Chase Daniel, because you're probably taking one in this draft. To me, Anthony Gordon on day three is still the guy that I have in my head as a possibility, but it would not shock me if if the Lions went a quarterback 
uh, in the third round tonight. It would surprise me if they went one at 35. All right, Mikey. We'll be watching for you tonight on Twitter. Uh, give you Twitter handle, Al, for everyone again. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram are both Mike Rothstein. And, uh, the podcast is the Michael Rothstein Show. So we have episodes every day this week. Uh, and yeah, by the way, I didn't mean to get all all all, uh, all feisty on. No, oh, no. man, this ain't feisty. Football, I love man. it. Yeah, man. Love, that's, hey, that's why we have this you is, on. Listen, this is what this is what we this is what we want. This is what we need. And look, man, <laughs> it's like I told Maz, man, as Lions fans, like this is for whatever. It, it's Passion. unfortunately this has been our Super Bowl. This has been the thing we've had to to hold on to. This is our love. So the fact that you are engaging with people, even when they're stupid. But especially during this time, man, people like you are the solution. We love you. I mean, it's it's yeah. Oh no, hey, listen, it's huge, I, I, man. I get the passion, and I and I, yeah. I'm very appreciative of the passion. That's part of why I have a job, right? Yeah, and, and hey. it's something I love to do. But but you know, a lot of to me, it's I feel like people in that situation are like they're grasping at something they thought was going to happen, and then when it didn't happen, right. they're just so annoyed, even though they got the player that they wanted. We well, can't help ourselves. And the reality, look, here's the reality: somebody's going to be the Dolphins are either going to be really right or really wrong in a major right. way. And if Tua turns out to be a Hall of Famer, we're never we will be hearing this yeah, for the forever. next twenty years or fifteen years, or however sure, long, years. however Absolutely. long he plays. And if Tua ends up becoming Achilles Smith, yeah. then we'll laugh. Yes. We'll laugh. We'll laugh. Then it's like, okay, wow. And, and yeah. But here's the thing, right? And, 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 and we'll end it maybe on, on this. Say Tua becomes a really, like, a Hall of Fame level or a Hall of Very Good quarterback, right? Let's, let's say that. What happens if Jeffrey Okuda ends up being a nine time Pro Bowler <laughs> All Pro? Okay. Are you still going to be upset no. that you didn't no. take Tua no. over Jeffrey Okuda? No. But that's a no. culture. The only way to me this works is if the culture changes to match. If Kuda, if Okuda can change the culture and the defense becomes him, like people like him, this works. If it, if well, he is the that's, outlier, that's it won't work. That's what they're built. They're built. They're trying to build. Whether they're whether it's going to happen or not is another story. But they're trying to build toward that. Okuda is like the is a a perfect prospect for that. If you listen to him talk last night this this morning, like. He is exactly what Matt Patricia wants. So if they're trying to build this culture, like you can't get much better than Jeff Okuda defensively with what they're trying to do. You just can't. He's a really good player. He's a stud. No doubt about it, Mike. All right, we'll be watching for you tonight, man. Uh, enjoy it. Hey, thanks for having me as always, guys. Anytime, right, man. Mike. We'll meet you again. Michael right. Rothstein, ESPN Lions beat reporter and uh, our good buddy here. And All right, forget Lions for now. All right, first of all, they got the third pick coming up. If they trade back and they get a couple other picks, that's fine with me. All right? Get a running back if you can. Get a wide receiver if you can. And if your quarterback's there and you think that's the guy you wanted all the time, go ahead and get him. But I want to tell you the teams that I look up to. The San Francisco 49ers. I wish I was agreed. a 49ers yep, fan. Agreed. And I, got, I don't hate the Niners. Yep. I think they're, they're class. Yes. They go out and they get a defensive lineman, a phenomenal player. And they get a wide receiver to add into that offense that will help Jimmy G. The rich get richer. Did you see John Lynch and Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, just smiling ear to ear? And they're playing with house money. They're the NFC champs. But how fun would it be to root for a team like that? And I know my boy Steve Alfaro is a huge uh, huge Niners fan. So is Keith Jefferson. I'll shout out to those two Niners fans. I think the thing about Lynch that people forget is he is a winner. Yeah. He's a champion. He get he gets it. 
he gets it. I think there's something to be said for that. I think there's something to be said for being – I think, conversely, I think Elway's biggest problem is that he's John Elway. I think Elway can't – like, they're like, how can't Elway get a quarterback? Same thing, same reason Harbaugh, Harbaugh can't get a quarterback. I think when you have played the position, <laughs> it's hard to go out and – because you're just con- – Well, he hopes he got Drew Locke. No, oh, Well, he did play good in the second half, and they picked their receiver. They picked oh, – I love Jerry Judy. Yeah, Jerry Judy. They awesome, picked man. him, and I kept saying – Man, who's going to throw to him? And yeah. it's Drew Locke. Yeah. I mean, is he good enough? I don't know. No. I guess we'll find out. No. I, I, but the San Francisco but 49ers, you need, you, the risk get richer, it, and your yes. team, the Ravens. Yes. They get the steal yes. of the draft as far as I'm concerned. You know why he's the steal of the draft? Because Patrick Queen fits in that Raven-esque look. Patrick, all Patrick Queen, be a, a stud. all he does is go to the football. He's That's it. Stud. That's all he does. He just goes to the football. Like, where's the football? And he's going there. That's it. That's all he does. I smiled when they took him. I, I, I'm I was like, laughing. I was oh like, my God. Of course. I'm like, of course he's the Ravens. such a him. Raven. Such a Raven. That's what Herbstreit said. Like, some players go where the DNA is oh. just like, yes, such a Raven. You know who would have been a great Raven? Jeffrey Okuda. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, great Jesus. Raven. No. Oh, yeah. No. You kidding me? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We got, oh, yeah. That'd be. And then there's the Cowboys. Who always want to draft a, a big player? Oh yeah. So Jerry Jones sitting on his I don't know how many million dollar yacht it is, mm-hmm. but it looks like a mansion just in the water. It's a mansion in the water, and he's sitting there with his son and daughter, mm-hmm. just smiling, lapping it up on his couch. Go get me CD Lamb. Yeah. But, but we already got guys. We already have uh, offensive play. Go get, get me, me CD Lamb. Lamb. You know why I want CD Lamb? A because he's going to catch some touchdowns from Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. B the team we hate, the Philadelphia Eagles, are going to swallow hard when we get this guy. Mm-hmm. They took him right away from the Eagles and made themselves even a better offensive team than they've already been. And to your point, Jerry firmly understands in today's NFL, you got to go put you got to go put points on the board, Mass. Yeah. Now I know a lot about this great game. And you can, stop, you can stop people here and there, but eventually you got the points on the board and butts in the seats. And you know what you can call C.D. Lamb? Playmaker mm-hmm. 2.0. Do you see Michael Irvin smiling? Here yes! Like a slit watermelon. Listen to me. Man. I, I, so you circled Worfs. I, I circled it too, Worfs. But C.D. Lamb, I literally, I texted a friend of mine, and I was like, Playmaker 2.0. And he was like, what about Amari Cooper? And I was like, Amari Cooper coming out and C.D. Lamb coming out. It's not close. C.D. Lamb is sick. Like, Amari Amari Cooper is amazing talent. Amari Cooper's slow compared to C.D. Lamb. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, and, and. A whole separate thing, man. Condolences to to Dak Prescott Absolutely. and losing his, his brother, his, his, man. His I just had uh, the commercial, you know, so with, the, with the bow ties. So sad. Um, God bless. But it, and when that time comes around, man, you think you got to be thinking if you're Dak Prescott, sign the damn deal and throw to that guy. Yeah, you're gonna be looking like to your left and right. Like, I got Cooper left and C.D. Lamb right, and Ezekiel and Zeke in the behind me. Yeah, like holy hell. Yeah, what are, the triplets are back. Yeah, the and, triplets. Oh, and, and guess back. what. Hey, what's, what what do we win by? You won uh we won thirty eight to thirty to thirty. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Defense gave up thirty. Eh, we're good. That's yeah. gonna become your new it goes back to where are your weapons. Remember I said this before, and this is this is not this is not my diss to to Patricia or anything. You wanna be a defensive team, got it. Then establish that like the Ravens do. 
And the Raven, think about what the Ravens did. The Ravens literally waited until they had this thing that remember what I said? So unique they had to go, okay, shit. We gotta like hey, Lamar Jackson. They're like, we got okay, now we gotta put something around them. Same thing with the Seahawks. Like, okay, we got it, Legion of Boom, but this dude right here. He's an Adonis. DK Russ, Metcalf well, last year? Yes. Oh. But think of how fast the Seahawks said went from we're gonna stop people to Shit, we got Russ. If we put him, if we put people with him, hold up. And they were within a yard of getting home field advantage. Amazing. Whole different playoffs. Not even a yard. You could have had Seahawks. An inch. You could have had Seahawks, uh, Chiefs, easily. I would love to have that. A yard. Yeah. The longest love this yard. this game, man. Longest yard. And we haven't even talked about oh. the Packers yet. We'll get that on the next show. <laughs> John Clayton joins Ooh. us as well. AA. We'll go around you done the up on AA, Ron. Oh, boy. Oh, you didn't messed up, AA, Ron. Aaron Rodgers is one Ooh. bad man today. Ooh. And he prickly, too. When he talk about it, what do he, he say? R E L A X. Not anymore. What did he say? Three fingers of, three fingers of scotch. Not what was it he said? Not anymore. Ooh. Thanks to David B. Behind the Glass, Stevie McDonald helping us put the show together. Thanks to Michael oh, Rothstein. I don't even Claire's Black, Tom Mazaway back. It's the Lions draft day two. Coming back at you on The Wrap.